I'm Paula Jenkins, a transformative life coach and podcaster. Welcome to Jumpstart Your Joy, a podcast that talks about the stories of people following their hearts, finding work that lights them up, and looking at how joy plays a part in their journey. To learn more about this podcast or to find out more about me, just head on over to the website at jumpstartyourjoy.com. Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 40 of Jumpstart Your Joy. Thank you so much for joining me for that big triple header of three amazing guests in the last week. It was Mai Carls, Jennifer Lee, and Corey Huff. If you haven't had a chance yet to go back and listen to them, it was really one of the most fun weeks yet. For this week, we have a solo cast. I'm going to be talking about five ways to jumpstart your joy. So let's just jump right in. So over the last year, I moved my original blog, which was named Welcoming Spirit, over to its new home at jumpstartyourjoy.com. As of today, June 1st, 2016, I have put that old blog to rest. And so this episode is kind of a final farewell and a fond look back at the many years, (laughs) actually the eight years that I spent with that great site. It was where a good deal of my own journey had started because I started that blog when I was working in advertising as a project manager. And also after I had just gotten divorced, I was attending a retreat with my best friend, Tammy. And it was just weeks, seriously, this this retreat was just weeks before the divorce was finalized. And the theme of that retreat happened to be spiritual cleaning because it was in the spring. So it was like this take on spring cleaning. It was spiritual cleaning. And that whole thing started me on this journey to reconnect with my spiritual side, a part of me that had been front and center for a really long time, but somehow in the journey of life, I had lost my way and was no longer in connection with it. Both my undergrad and my graduate degrees, so I I have a BA in religious studies from UC Santa Barbara, and my Master of Arts is from Yale, and it is in religion. All of that took a back seat when I hit the world of project management and advertising, which I really loved both of those from a creative standpoint, and I truly adored so many of the people that I got to meet while I worked in advertising. But somewhere in the midst of working long hours and getting divorced, I kind of lost touch with who I was and what really mattered. As a mentor and friend of mine likes to say, sometimes you have to lose yourself to find yourself. You have to descend to ascend. And those are the wise words of Father Rusty. (laughs) And all of that just turned out to be so true. It was only in feeling totally off course that I did, in fact, find my way back to what mattered. So back to that day at that retreat, which was all about spiritual cleaning. (laughs) At that retreat, there was a service in the chapel, and we could each walk up for a blessing. So feeling lost, alone, confused, I stepped up, and the priest laid his hands on me, and he said two words. He said, welcome home. And there is no way that he could have known how lost I felt, nor could he have known that the town that that retreat center is in, it's in Danville, California, was the town where I went to high school. He couldn't have known that my parents had moved across the country like several years prior to that. He couldn't have known that my heart felt completely homeless after getting divorced Or the thing that really ripped me up about getting divorced was that I had felt somehow like I had let God down because I couldn't honor what I knew to be a sacred vow. And that that was truly what I was kind of spiritually trying to work through. And one of the things that was really 
moving to me as I went into this retreat center was that sense that, wow, I, you know, I've got to reconnect. And Father Evan couldn't have known any of that. But, but he did say these two words that were, that were so full of meaning and that changed my life, I mean, honestly, forever. And that was welcome home. It was the same day, that very same day, that I signed up to help lead the next retreat with the same group of people. And I started my blog about three years after that. Um, and so when I went to find a name for the blog, the thought of that moment of welcome home really stuck with me. I knew that I had to follow whatever had I knew that I had to follow whatever had been started by saying yes to leading retreats. And I knew that I didn't know where that would lead me. <laughs> I just knew I had to show up and say yes. So I came up with the name Welcoming Spirit to state quite simply that I was ready to welcome the spirit to take me to wherever was next, to reveal to me whatever my larger purpose was, and to nudge me along the way. And so that's that's where the name came from. And I loved at the time that like welcoming spirit was me welcoming the spirit in saying, yes, I'm here, <laughs> come and find me. And in some ways, I realized that there was the nuance of perhaps in sharing these things that I could be a welcoming spirit for other people. It's interesting to note the daisy chain of events that then led me to rediscovering acting, to then finding improv comedy. I got out of advertising. I started working with a coach. I became a certified coach myself. And I also started this podcast. Now, this is over the, the course of 11 years, but it's just amazing to see the daisy chain of events. Once I had said yes, and once I had said, I'm, you know, basically that I'm welcoming spirit to go wherever it will go in my life. And interestingly enough, too, one of the things that I found as kind of a guiding principle throughout all of this was the notion from improv that one of the rules is that you should accept all offers, which means if somebody comes into a scene and bestows you and says, oh, hello, doctor, how are you today? The person who has just been assigned the title of doctor says, oh, hello, nurse, or hello, patient. They play the part. They go with what that person has just given them. So they're accepting the offer by saying, by playing into the part of being a doctor. And that is what moves a scene along. The other, the opposite of that would be blocking, where you would say, I'm not a doctor. And of course, that stops the scene dead in its tracks and doesn't lead anywhere. So the idea at improv is that you accept all offers. And it's also so similar, that idea, to what my blog's name was, which is Welcoming Spirit. I see it as very similar things, that ability to say yes to opportunities as they arise. Since this podcast started, I have felt like this medium is a new kind of home for me. I love it, and I love the community it has created. And once I picked the name of Jumpstart Your Joy and things took off, I knew it was time to accept this new thing of Jumpstart Your Joy and mark the chapter of Welcoming Spirit as the blog as, as a closed chapter. It changed my life to start living that value of accepting things with love and looking for the things that my heart felt aligned with. I mean, I still welcome spirit every day. It's a part of me, me now after living it for that long. And I see that welcoming spirit brought me to joy and it brought me to this podcast and to this new chapter in my life. So <laughs> to close out the old blog, 
and I have moved all of the content over to Jumpstart Your Joy. Not a post has been lost in this process. I've been counting down the top five posts over on Facebook, and it's been really fun. When I when I started looking them over, I noticed that it's also actually a top five way to bring more joy into a person's life. When I look at these top five posts, the themes that come out of them are really are inspiring. There's so much wisdom in each one I, that I decided to close out that blog and that chapter that I wanted to share these top five ways to jumpstart joy in your life as this podcast episode as well. So here they are. We'll get all Casey Kasem on this thing and count down the top five posts of welcoming spirit or how to jumpstart your joy. So number five, make your own wellness and self-care a priority. The top five posts that accompanies this idea is let's talk about migraines. So back in about 2007, I was diagnosed with migraines. Uh, And you can read more about it in the post. I'll link up to all of these in the show notes. But basically, migraines are a neurological condition. So it's not just a bad headache. And that's part of what my post was about. But it's this neurological condition that is often passed down from in families. It's genetic many times. And what you learn is that it's something that often gets triggered by an external source. Now, it doesn't always have to be that because it could be a hormonal trigger or something else. But lots of times when you find out that you have migraines, you also then start looking for the things that trigger them. Now, it could be smells, it could be lights, it could be, I don't know, change of barometer I've noticed for myself. But so it doesn't have to just be things that you eat, although it could be that as well. So migraines were a wake-up call to listen, to pay attention, and to monitor what felt right in what my body needed. And I will totally admit at this point in the <laughs> in the making a wellness and self-care a priority is back when I was diagnosed with them, I was working way too hard. I played a lot of video games, <laughs> which I, I have came clean on with in the episode with Corey Huff, so that's episode 39. But I used to play a lot of World of Warcraft, and I would raid three times a week. Yeah, (laughs) the things you didn't know about me. Uh, But in all of that, too, I was eating poorly. I was not totally not sleeping enough because we were up raiding, you know, three nights a week until like midnight or one. And then I'd run in to do my work in advertising. So it wasn't there wasn't a lot of focus on what my body needed. And I previously, and probably at that point in time, thought that stress really had no impact on the mind or on the body, and I really firmly believe that I could power through all of it. Because in the past, I had. I'd been totally able, you know, in grad school to just power through it. You know, you'd pull an all-nighter and you'd just sleep in the next day. Like, it was a much simpler way of balancing things. But I think as we get older, sometimes that doesn't hold true. When you don't have enough balance in there, sometimes it doesn't hold true either. So if you're feeling worn thin, I encourage you to look at the basic health habits. I know that sounds so simplistic, but it totally was a game changer for me to discover that I that my triggers are high fructose corn syrup and fake sweeteners and gluten because it breaks down into fructose. And then some other stuff too. If I don't get enough sleep, you know, barometer changes, there's weird stuff that goes on. But if I can narrow down and hit those basics, I have a lot better chance of not getting a migraine. So that's that. Number four, are you making room for love in your life? 
And are you really looking at love from a standpoint of mutual admiration, trust, respect, and commitment? The fourth most viewed post on my blog was the wedding prayer that I wrote and said at my cousin's rehearsal dinner. And this was back in 2011. I was really honored that they asked me to give the blessing. Because of my background, obviously, I really love spirituality and religion. And uh, because I really admire how my cousin and his now wife interact and the relationship that they share and just... They love each other so deeply, but they also have this great balance of being very communicative and planning out what they want for their lives. So it's this really beautiful opportunity to be able to share what I saw in their relationship, meaning this blessing. And then that night, I just posted it up on the blog, not thinking that it would go anywhere, but it's been so cool that several people have emailed me and told me that they were inspired by it and that they then, in fact, read that same prayer at, at you know a loved one's wedding. So if you would like to, to see that, again, you can go back to the show notes. Part of my favorite part about this wedding blessing was let us remember to slow down in these days, take a breath, and take in the sheer joy and love that surrounds us, that surrounds the couple. Let us remember to soak in these tiny moments for they are fleeting. Number three is all about gratitude. A lot of my retreat journey and my my early inspiration at that time was around Dr. Wayne Dyer. The Power of Intention was a really big influence. And I think it's in that book that he talks about if you're going through a time of change, you know, and you find that you resonate with a specific author or person, just read everything that they've put out there ever. And I really took that to heart. I also really loved his words around being connected to source. So that's like his word for God or the universe and remaining inspired and in spirit and how those two words inspired and in spirit are really the same root. Um, So while I was working on retreats, I attended one of his three-day live events in Maui where he speaks, he used to speak to a large, uh, you know, conference-sized group of people. And it was really special because he also, (laughs) so fun to remember this, like he also did Bikram yoga with a bunch of people and I got to do that. And then at the end of these conferences, he would go swimming with everyone in the ocean. And it was just, it was just kind of a really cool way to spend time and, and learn. It was, it was a great experience. Um, But during this event, he brought up one of my most favorite poems by Hafiz, and it is, even after all this time, the sun never says to the earth, you owe me. Look what happens with a love like that. It lights the whole sky. And that is by Hafiz from The Gift. And what I love about this poem and always have loved is just that idea that there is, I mean, it's it's almost laughable that the sun or the earth would say to the other that it owes one or the other owes them something. I mean, there's just, there's no sense of that in nature that somehow someone is owed something. And, and it strikes me that those ideas and notions are so modern, you know, probably not until we became a people that relied on money, you know, like it's such a transactional idea that someone would owe someone something, especially for something like, you know, (laughs) gravity and sunlight. So, I love this poem for that very reason, that if we can look to nature, we can often see the inspiration for just 
for being grateful for things and where that kind of gratitude and acknowledgement and love and I don't know, self appreciate or, you know, mutual appreciation where that can take us. You know, I, I love the line of it lights the whole sky. So just that idea of being gratitude, you know, full of gratitude and looking for opportunities to be grateful for things in your life that maybe don't even seem like they should be things. You know, most people day in and day out take for granted so many tiny things. But this poem reminds me that some of those tiny things are actually the biggest things. Number two would be surround yourself with amazing people and follow your creativity. So my second most viewed post on the blog of Welcoming Spirit was how to create an ugly homemade Christmas sweater. A single post that it went hog wild viral on me. Um, actually, a couple years after it was written. I think it was actually four years after it was written. So it was written in 2008. And it was, you know, a tutorial that I created. My company Christmas party that year had been an uh, homemade Christmas was the theme. At the time, our president was Liz Ross. And if you want to listen to that episode, I'll link to it in the show notes. And it really was this inspiring and inspired group of people that really just enjoyed each other. We were great at brainstorming together. I've never seen a team support each other in the way that when we'd go into a pitch together, like everyone had each other's back and we all wanted the best for each other as much as we wanted to impress, you know, a possible client. It was really an ins- it was really a special place to work for the time that we were all there. And so I, that's why I'm saying that while that was a viral post, I'm sure it's fun to have a viral post and it's fun to hit on something that's timely and people enjoy. You know, I think probably the ugly Christmas sweater thing might have um, hit its tipping point and maybe the glitter beard will be <laughs> the thing for 2017, 2016, that if you wanted to write about it now, you might be able to go viral with for a Christmas story. But there was really something about the support and the love and the and being around fun people that made that project fun. And it made me want to share it with other people. And so the sweater itself just has a wreath on it and it's got some, you know, <laughs> some glitter and some sparkle. And we made one for my now husband as well. Um, and my sweater is still around and it has been upgraded. There is a a version 2.0 at this point. Yes, it has lights in it now. But just the process of creating that sweater, the reason it was so amazing and fun and why I wanted to write about it was really what it represented, which was working with a group of people that I truly adored and felt lucky to go to work with every day. And I think that does make such a huge difference, especially if you are a creative, multi-passionate person. I think one of the things that inspires so many people is really the people that they work with and that they get to spend that much time with every day. So that was number two. Number one, say yes to whatever brings you joy, even if it's the tiniest thing. It will lead you to great places. So in other words, (laughs) the number one tip for how to jumpstart your joy is really to welcome spirit into your life. And I mean that like whatever, you know, creative spirit you have, whatever inspiring spirit there is for you. Because my most viewed post on welcoming spirit was how to plan a retreat. And yes, it was the reason or the the spoken reason for the blog itself. And so in many ways, 
that this was the number one post is not a big surprise. There's actually a whole series. I think it's six or seven posts around how to plan a retreat and, you know, picking your theme and making a flyer and, you know, what activities do you plan for the day? And it was really fun to write all of those. But the underlying thing to it is it was all about my moving into this role of leading retreats goes back to this single moment. It was a moment when I was sitting back at that spiritual cleaning retreat with both friends and strangers and having one person ask in that room if anyone else wanted to help lead the next retreat. And I had that totally nervous, oh my goodness, yes kind of feeling. But also it was so like half excited and terrified. I'm sure, I mean, I've spoken about that being how I felt around this podcast and about coaching and all of that over the last year. And it was that moment. And it's kind of almost that like, I can't breathe, but that's really what I want to do. And so I spoke up. I said, yes, I'm going to put my hat in the ring, I think were my exact words. And it's interesting because I know I've let that moment pass where I feel like, yes, I want to do that. I should speak up. I've let that moment pass so many times before. And it was usually because I was worried for some some reason, either, you know, is it really what I want? Is, you know, is it going to be cool? Are the people going to be fun? Like, or I'd make excuses on the, to get myself out of it or to talk myself out of it, which would be like, ah, oh, well, I don't really have the time. And arguably, I probably didn't have the time, you know, or I don't know if it'll interfere with other things I want to do. But this time I just said yes, and I let it be. And just like that, I had found basically a tribe and I had found something that completely changed my life. So yes, I love leading retreats and I love the camaraderie of that team that I eventually went on to lead. We led two single day retreats a year, so twice a year. And then I also got to go on to lead retreats with my mentor, Father Rusty. And and in those, we did full weekend retreats, just the two of us. I really loved the aha moments of retreat goers I mean, it was just, it's so cool when somebody realizes something new about themselves and to get to see them in that moment. I loved creating the experience of the whole weekend, like this arc and this story and, you know, kind of like creating an event and an experience and a journey. Really so much fun to do that. And the brainstorming and the planning that goes along with it. And I really loved it. I mean, for 11 years, it was so amazing. And it was something I was doing, you know, air quotes around this on the side, It was never easy to fit it in, but it was always worth it. But what I love even more is what happened when I welcomed whatever would come my way. I learned so much about public speaking, about trusting a team. It was really with that group of people that I learned to delegate and be okay with whatever outcome came. I really started to learn that people that, you know, when you bring together a team, you really will have the right people at the right time and that you can trust that what whoever showed up will also be the right people at the right time. I learned a lot about creating classes and courses and long itineraries, you know, for a whole weekend for people to experience. I found my voice and I can honestly say that I just love that process so much. Getting to where I am now is only possible after 11 years of being a retreat leader and realizing that I wanted more of that feeling. And that's why I originally went to coaching myself was I wanted more of whatever that was, those aha moments, that magical bit of when people came together and created something bigger than themselves. 
That's what I wanted more of. And the other really important thing to note is that I wanted all of that more than I wanted what I'll call the air quotes again, stable life that I had in advertising. And so that was my journey. So to look back at the top five, number five, make wellness and self-care a priority. Number four, honor and make room for love in your life. Number three, look for places to be grateful. Number two, surround yourself with amazing people. And number one, (laughs) the number one way to jumpstart joy in your life is to say yes when you get that feeling of being both excited and terrified. (laughs) And so I just want to say thank you to that dear old blog and really dedicate this podcast episode to the people that have been a part of my life and a part of the welcoming spirit journey. Thank you guys all so much. I cannot believe the journey it's been. So if you want to get the show notes for this one, if there was something that was inspiring or you want to go read some of those posts and just see where I've been, um, you can go over to jumpstartyourjoy.com slash episode 40. will also be on the front page of jumpstartyourjoy.com. If you like what you hear, um, if this is your first time, welcome. This has been a solo cast. This this podcast is often an interview show. Uh, but if you like kind of the feel here, you can head over to iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play Music and subscribe. And please leave a review while you're there. I'd love to see what people say. And it helps other people find these inspiring stories. Also, if you want to walk through one of the exercises that I created for one of the day retreats, you can get my Finding Balance course. And it's a five-week class. So there's five separate emails that get sent to you, each with a different activity to help you find balance and harmony in your life. That is also over on jumpstartyourjoy.com. Next week on the podcast, I have an interview with Sharon Aldiger, and she is a former coworker of mine from the advertising days. So appropriate after just this discussion today. Um, and she's moved on to be a personal trainer and coach, and her story is so inspiring. And you guys are just going to love it. Like, I cannot wait for you to hear it. Um, so come on back for that in episode 41. I cannot believe we're already into the 40s. <sighs> Thanks, you guys, so much for coming back week after week. It's really been so special. Until then, I hope that your days are filled with so much joy. <laughs>